Hey guys, and welcome back to the Big Purple Podcast. I'll be your host, Stephen Pritchard. Let's get into it today. So guys, as I drive back to work today, it's on a uh, Tuesday morning, about 11.35, kind of get into the afternoon. Um, I get to thinking, you know, uh, you know, as a nurse, we talk all the time. We, many different nurses, you know, that we pass, they... We talk about COVID every single day that I work. Any, every single day that I'm at home, we're talking about COVID. And it's just, you know, different people have different opinions on it. And, you know, I'm, I'm out here where people say, they like to say you're working the front lines of this. But I'm, I'm, in the, I'm amongst all of it. And, uh, you know, what I, I see a lot of people that, get it and are doing really, really bad. I'm seeing people that are now getting bad and we're able to actually help them and get them to the point that they can, you know, get better on their own, which is essentially all the, the treatment for COVID is at this point. But we, we bring up the conversation of vaccines and, you know, I look on Facebook and I just keep seeing all these people talking about, well, the COVID is just a just a front. It's really not that bad. COVID's not this, that, and this. And you're still getting reports from all over the world about COVID. Like it's a big deal. You know, it's not it's not something that is like a ploy for the election that's like miraculously gonna just disappear. You know what I'm saying? Like it's a worldwide thing going on and people that are in small towns or maybe people that don't know anybody that's affected you know they're just kind of like well this is stupid I don't know why we got to keep doing this just they have that take on it but you know like when this first started and I've probably said this before but there was a uh, a chicken plant that like two or three hundred people, I can't remember how many, got infected. And I don't know, we probably had 40 or 50 of those ended up needing to go to the hospital. So not a huge number by any means, because a lot of them that came in, they didn't need a whole lot. They just needed oxygen for a little bit, and we sent them back home. But, you know, you'd have... I remember I had this lady that, you know, she spoke Spanish, so I didn't really know what she was saying a lot of times. But I could understand certain words, and I would call the the hotline, and, you know, if I needed to discuss something with her, and everything was going good. And I had, like, maybe two hours earlier got her up and walked her to the bathroom, and as I say, two hours later, I was walking into the bed, into her room, and I looked at her, and I was like, she doesn't look like she's alive. So I go over to check a pulse, and by the time I get ready to call for help and pull the call button, this other girl runs in the room and says, hey, the telemetry tech just called and said that she's a systole, which means she doesn't have a heartbeat. Her heart stopped, flatline. So I'm like, oh, crap, she's already pulled the button. 
and we coded this lady, finally got her back, but I think she died. She died later on from this. And I'm, and I'm sitting here watching these people that maybe on like two or three liters of oxygen, which isn't very much. And then throughout the shift, you see these people go from three liters to five, from five to 10. And then you leave and come back and they tell you they didn't make it. Or they tell you, oh, they're in ICU now with a breathing tube in. And it's just crazy. Like, it just, it escalates that fast. And people are still out there saying, it's not a big deal. It's fake. We don't need to do this. We don't need to do that. And to be honest, for a while, when I would go around people, I still would not wear a mask. You know, in the hospitals, I wore a mask every time, but when it came to going to the grocery store or whatever, I may not wear a mask, which now changed my opinion on that. I think I was letting others sway my opinion. But on these masks, man, like, you got to wear them. You know, it, it doesn't protect you 100%. You know, it's kind of like a snorkel. It doesn't protect you if you're 10 feet underwater. It doesn't keep you from drowning. But if you can abide by the stay back six feet and then wear your mask as well. And I see these tasks, and I know that we started off talking about vaccines, but but I see these, these things when it first started. People used to say, if the mask works, why do we need to stay back six feet? If six feet works, why do we need to stay, why do we need the mask? The reason is very simple. The more you can do to protect yourself, the better. Staying back six feet doesn't mean that you're automatically not going to get COVID if you stay six feet apart from everybody. Wearing a mask does not mean you're not going to get COVID just because you wear a mask. If you do both of these things, if you stay away from people and wear a mask, it's less likely that you get COVID. Now, I don't know the percentage that makes it less likely that you get this, but it doesn't matter to me. If there's a a 0.5% chance of doing something that'll keep you from getting it, it's for the best. Because if you have anything, any kind of other factors wrong with you, you're in a bind. You're going to take it hard. And another thing is, Let's say I got it. I have nothing wrong, but I go take care of an elderly patient. Now they get it. They die from it. You don't die from COVID a lot of times. You die from other things, other things that are wrong with you. And that's another thing that people are often upset about. Well, they, they had COVID, but they died from kidney failure. They're just going to say they died from COVID. Or they died of a heart attack. They died of whatever. They died of something they already had. That's not COVID-related. COVID caused it. COVID made it to where your body couldn't do all this at one time. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like... It's kind of like... Think of a home invasion, right? Say someone comes into your house and shoots you, right? Kills you dead. You died of a gunshot. 
But what if there was someone that let them in your house? Just through the through a transitive property, they helped in your murder. So they're not a direct cause of death, but it's a helping cause of death. The person that drove the getaway van may not have killed you, but they helped. And that's what I'm trying to get at. The person that drove the van, the person that opened the door, the person that had a machine gun or had whatever that killed somebody could not have killed you without the help of that. If they were if they were sitting at their house and they needed a van to come see you, by themselves, they wouldn't have been able to get there. They couldn't move themselves magically to you, is what I'm trying to get. Now, I know in, in some of these theories, it, I kind of go off the wall, but if you guys understand what I'm saying, just kind of stick with me. As people say, you can't get run over by a bus if you stay inside. Which is pretty much meaning if you're out and about where buses are, you're more likely to get hit by a bus than you are if you're sitting in your own home in a place where no buses are found. And that's kind of how COVID is. If you're around a bunch of people, somebody that may have it, you could get it. You could transport COVID and not even know that you have it. And it's just such a bad thing. Such a bad thing. You know, as I, as I say, I'm seeing people die. At first, it was it was just so bad. It, it was it was like I was fighting a fire with the kitchen sink sprayer. Is what I felt like. It just it wasn't doing anything. It made you feel like you were doing something, but you weren't. And I worked the COVID unit for like three days in a row and I told him I said look you know I understand I'm a traveler I understand I have to float but you got to give me a break from this because if you don't like I'm leaving money is money is not that important to me to have to deal with this like psychological shit which now I think I'm over because I actually got to work down there again and it's a whole lot better. They're handling the situation a lot better. People are still bad. People are still dying, but it's way better. Because when I first got there, it was pretty much, you know, here, go take care of these patients. And you know nothing about it. All you know is what the doctor prescribes. Every doctor prescribes different medicine for every patient. It's hard to get in touch with people. It's hard to get people back there because you got to get dressed out and everything. They weren't calling rapid responses, nothing like that. The only way you went to ICU was through a code blue. And it was just rough. It was hard. It was rough mentally. And when people would try to tell me that, like, like it, sometimes it would be harmless the way they would say it, but they would come up to me and say, well, you're a nurse. COVID's really not that bad, is it? But it would just, it offended me so bad. Because these people, you know, I have no relationships 
with a lot of my patients, especially, you know, I hate to say it, but the ones that I can't speak their language, it's harder to build a relationship with. And I'm always going to remember that lady. Always. I don't remember her name, but I, I'll always remember her just because of how bad this thing is. And then when you have people that try to downplay them, you know, it's, it's ridiculous. And the cases are rising. The number of deaths are rising, but nobody's talking about it. You know, and the reason I bring all this up is Pfizer, one of the leading drug companies, say that they have a vaccine for it. And they say that once they get everything approved, that they should be able to have uh, enough, I think enough doses out by the end of December. Or it was like you could have like 150 million, I think it was. They'd have 150 million doses. They had several hundred thousand doses already ready. They just had to get them approved to start shipping them. And they would be giving them out on like a a much, like whoever needs it the most basis type thing. And uh, the thing is, is like I talk to these people about vaccines and there's so many different opinions on it. And I have my own opinion, uh, which I, I may share with you guys. But the thing is, is like people talk about this vaccine. And they go, well, I'm not taking that vaccine. They rushed it out too early. I'm not taking We don't even test it on anybody yet. We don't know any kind of long-term effects. We don't know anything yet. And then we have other people that are like, yeah, I signed up for the experimental group. I want to be tested on first. I want to make sure I don't get it. You know, and it's just like a, it's a big thing. But to me, in my opinion, I'm, I'm just kind of on the fence. You know, uh, I, I understand that if you don't get vaccinated, you're still at risk. You know, you haven't. And, and to be honest, if you do get vaccinated, you're probably still at risk. You know, I, I don't know that. If you get a vaccine, do you still have to wear a mask? You know, will it protect you that much that you won't get it? Because if you don't have a mask or does it help you more if you keep a mask on? You know, is, is it, you know, how's it going to work? Is it going to be just, you get to get it once a year, it'll last for a year, uh, you have to get it every six months. You know, I, I just, it, it raises a bunch of questions for me. Because people get the flu vaccine, they still get the flu. The COVID vaccine, man, it'll be the same thing. You try to guess what strain of COVID it is. And if you guess wrong, most people get COVID one year. And I, I think it's one of those things that are here to stay. I think it's one of those things that, you know, you're going to have to, you're going to have to watch and you're going to have to just be careful. I don't, I don't think this mask thing is ever going to end. It's eventually people are going to get so, you know, so worked up about not being able to have sporting events, not being able to 
go to bars, might be able to do a bunch of stuff, but they're just going to do it anyway, but... <coughs> Excuse me. It, it just... I think it's this is the new normal, you know? And it sucks. It's, it's awful. I just, uh... I just don't know how to think about these vaccines, you know? I just, I don't want any kind of repercussions from taking this vaccine. But I'd like to get one. You know, I'm not saying I'll never take one, but I feel like I want to wait a while just to see what happens. See if, you know, because they, they can't have tested it that thoroughly, I don't think. And I feel like it's, you know, it's it's something like, a, well, I think, was it the flu vaccine or pneumonia vaccine? I can't remember which one it is. Um, I think it's pneumonia. If you're allergic to eggs, you can't take it. And I don't want to be one of those people. I mean, there's a, there's a couple of things I'm allergic to. It's not big things. Things like uh, wasps or bee stings, like I'm, I'm allergic to that. And uh, I used to be allergic to horses, which has since went away. I don't know what that was about. I used to have asthma. Um, you know, I used to have a, a couple of allergies to different things, but nothing serious. But I just wonder, you know, seeing you know something like that, I would hate to risk that and, you know, them not know people are allergic to all kind of stuff. I dated a girl who was allergic to certain dyes and different foods. And she was talking to me about it and she said, yeah, I'm allergic to like red number four or whatever the stuff. I don't know the dye colors, but she's allergic to that. And there was somebody that took like some hand sanitizer or something like that off the wall and like slapped her on the back of the neck like as a joke and then her neck broke out because she was allergic to the hand sanitizer and I'm just like oh my god like but but that's the thing is like think of those people think of the people that are allergic to stuff like that like there's tons of those people and just think about it like what's going to happen if you try to get a COVID vaccine if you're allergic to all this stuff do they know the things that can potentiate this. Do they know what will happen if you have certain diseases with this COVID vaccine? Are there any contraindications to it that they know of already? Are they just going to give it to everybody and find out? That's what I kind of worry about. But they also say that they may have a cure for it. You know, they'll have a vaccine that prevents it. But then if you end up getting it, they may have something that will cure it which would be awesome. It'd be amazing. But at the same time, it hasn't been that long. You know? It hasn't been a terrible amount of time. And it worries me. It makes me wonder, you know, is this really something that they found an answer to? Or is it a temporary solution? Is it something that's going to work this year and not the next year? 
is COVID going to be something that we can get rid of completely? Or is it something that's just going to be here? I mean, we've had, we've had a flu vaccine for years, but the flu is here every year. We're in flu season now. And I had to get a flu shot for my job. It was mandatory. There's no way to not take it this year. You have to take it. My wife's had hers. My daughter's had hers. And the thing I think about is just, it's like this one year back in Mississippi, you know, everybody got the flu shot, but it was the wrong strain. We were protected against the wrong strain. And I got the flu the first time that I can remember in my life having it. I may have had it when I was a lot younger, but in my adult life, this is the first time ever. And, you know, it was was a lot of people's year to get it. The ICU I was in had 16 beds. The cardiac ICU had eight beds. They stopped doing all elective procedures when it came to, like, heart surgeries and stuff. If you had any kind of, like, diagnostic test or something... You had to go somewhere else. They didn't even do it. Because we had literally that many people. We had so many people on vents that we had to go out and get more. We didn't have a vent for every room. We had a vent that would be like... We probably had, let's see, 24 beds total. We probably had about 12, maybe 12 vents between the two units, they had to go out and borrow vents for the hospitals just because the flu season was so bad and now, you know, it's coming back. You know, we don't know how effective the flu vaccines are. We don't know who's going to get the flu this year. But I can tell you, like, the hospitals are already overflowing because of COVID. And all you need to do now is just mix in the flu with it, have a bad flu season, it's going to be bad. People are going to die because they're not going to be able to get treatment fast enough. There's people that I've seen that have come in for the flu and have had to be intubated immediately because they wait so long. There's people that even if they didn't wait, they end up intubated. But the problem is facilities only have a certain number of these ventilators. There's places that are supposed to be making more But some places can't afford them. You know, it'd be nice to be able to afford a ventilator in every room. It'd be nice to be able to have a an additional 32-bed ICU somewhere, but just can't do it. But guys, I, as I said before, I wish there was a way that I could get some responses from you guys. I kind of want to know you guys' thought process on it because... I'm not saying that everything that I think of is, you know, the right way or the only answer. You know, I kind of like to bounce off of other people, just kind of see what they think. What do they say? And, you know, we can have discussion. We have conversation. 
but I just don't know a way of doing that just yet. So I guess we can end it here. Guys, it's just kind of been COVID news and updates and uh, just kind of my thoughts on the process. I think we'll try to do another episode at some point today if I find out something that we can prep on. But thank you guys, as always, for listening. I'll catch you in the next one.